0: Market update with MoneyWeek. Thanks, Greg. It's five minutes after six o'clock. Hilton Darend with you on the market update this evening. A reminder of our SMS line three four seven zero one with the keyword market. That's three four seven zero one with the keyword market. Still one question uh, held over from uh, last night's program. We'll get Simon Brown's views on that uh, before six thirty. First up, as always, Google It and Footy has your business news.
1: Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Shares of MTN rose by more than 3% today after Turkcell withdrew its $4.2 billion US dollar lawsuit against the South African mobile operator in a dispute over a massive mobile phone contract in Iran. Turkey's largest cell phone operator had filed the lawsuit in Washington last year, alleging that MTN had used bribery to win the, the license. It seems as though South Africans must love their cars as uh, more selling days in April led to a higher number of new vehicle sales being recorded in that month. This is according to new figures released by the National Association of Automobile Manufacturers, which reveals that new car sales increased by 19.5% year-on-year last month. And the European Central Bank has cut interest rates for the first time in 10 months today, driven to act by an economy wallowing in a recession. The ECB lowered its main interest rate by a quarter point to a new record low of half a percent in response to a drop in inflation, well below its target level and rising unemployment. Turning to the markets now, the JSEO share index is closed in positive territory, just shy of 1% at 39,082 points. Looking at the rand, it's at 8.98 against the U.S. dollar. 1390 to the pound and 1173 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,469 an ounce, a barrel of crude oil at $100, and the platinum price at $1,479 an ounce.
0: Thanks, Gugu. Simon Brown of Just One Lap, our guest Market watcher on this Thursday evening. Simon, market up strongly today, over almost 1% better, rather. Uh, we saw the ECB cutting uh, interest rates uh, and its refinancing rates, as Google mentioned. Also, U.S. unemployment data better than expected. Uh, those jobless claims numbers, the best since
2: 2008. No doubt uh, a, a nice boost to our market. Good evening, Hilton. It was a good day. Resources, again, broadly under pressure. The, the, the rally today very much driven by... Once again, the industrials, uh, your retailers, as Google mentioned in the intro there, MTN up strongly, ShopRite, Woolies, Mr. Price across the board, retailers doing well. And again, the, the mining stocks having a, a, a tough time of it. Our market... Coming into today had been looking quite weak, actually. I think if we'd, if we'd gone weaker today and gone red, from a technical perspective, it would have been looking very, very ugly. But so far, great day, and uh, we'll see how it goes, carries on. As you mentioned, retailers uh, s- uh, performing
0: very well today. Woolworths up 4.5%, Massmart 4.3% better, Mr. Price 3.8%, ShopRite 3.6%. If we scroll across to the 52-week highs, Woolworths at an all-time high, Aspen uh, pretty much at an all-time high, Coronation at an all-time high, Rim grow at an all-time high. HCI, I haven't seen that name there for a while, at an all-time high, or 52-week high, rather. City Lodge also up there, and then practically every property fund on the (laughs) JSE. Redefine's up there, is up there, uh, High Props up there,
2: uh, and a good couple of others. Yeah, I I think what we're seeing, we're starting to see foreigners perhaps come back, and we have certainly seen the the stats of the JSE publishers in terms of flows into the equity in the bond market. The equity market has been positive the last few weeks. We see the Rand a little bit stronger today. I don't know where it closed, but down around eight nine seven, nine six at one point, suggesting again, 896, 8, money flowing into our equity market, went to the country, and then where does the money go? And it, it's going back into those perennial favorites, as you mentioned there. The property stocks, uh, today we can start seeing the REITs, you mentioned it in your intros. I, I don't think that that's an immediate issue, but I certainly think there's a lot of interest around the REITs, in that it changes the tax structure so that it's Something which the rest of the world will recognize and be more easily able to invest in. So, could we see international holdings in some of our property stocks increase? That's the thinking. Growth point, for example, it's around 15%, whereas those retailers you just mentioned, international holdings are between sort of 45 and 55%. On the low side, 52 week low, a fresh 52 week low
0: for Telcom. And so, this is practically an all time low, 12 Rand 60. Uh, very close to where they did the IPO.
2: It is close to IPO. In defense of Telcom, you got some brilliant dividends in the early years, and, of course, you got a Vodacom share, which is up at the 100-odd level, or 110, 115. So if you'd hold on for the IPO, you're still probably ahead of the game, but not by much. Uh, Telcom, uh, I I, I don't know what they can do. They've got a great new CEO. They've got a great new uh, 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 chairperson of the board. They're both saying the right thing, things such as... you know, government doesn't do strategy, government appoints the board as a shareholder, the board appoints me and the like. Uh, time or tell, but it, it's going to be a very, very difficult turnaround strategy, probably the hardest in the market.
0: African Bank Investments Limited out with a trading update uh, for the first half to the end of March. Those results out on the 20th of May, so in a couple of weeks time. Uh, we, we had expected, in, in fact I'm not sure what the market was expecting with this one, but it says that uh, headline earnings per share down somewhere between 25 and 28%. On the banking unit side of things, uh, African Bank as we know it, down somewhere between 19 and 22%. On the retail side of things, which is the older Ellerines business, uh, that's reached marginal profitability, but an awful lot of detail provided in the
2: trading update. And uh, I, I'm with you. I don't know what the market was looking for. Certainly, the, the price has been under pressure, and a lot of folks have said it was looking cheap. With this sort of update, maybe it's not so cheap. Um, it, it's an ugly number, and a couple of it, and some some issues such as insurance coming through um, and bad debts in their furniture division increasing. But broadly, it's an issue around the, the, the bad debts that they're having. What we're not seeing is the level of of write-downs that African Bank is doing, not those corresponding levels happening in the other unsecured big banks, Standard, FNB, Capitec, of course, as as a dedicated lender in that space. And then you have to – maybe either African Bank is ahead of the curve or they simply have a model which isn't as, as, as robust when they're lending up front. We've got uh, transaction capital
0: results out next week. Uh, Mark Lamberti's new company, uh, they're also exposed through Bayport, uh, one of the other unsecured lenders. It's going to be interesting to see what those numbers uh, come out as. This African bank trading uh, update... It, it points to a number of trends that are evident in the market and have been evident there for, for a number of months now. But it says the negative impact on the results was exacerbated by African Bank Investment Limited's decision to write off an additional amount of non-performing loans in March and to augment the non-performing loans coverage post the write-off, which then amplified the bad debt charge even further. So they, they seem to be taking um, kind of proactive action there. The, um, they're
2: being aggressive, and yeah. I'll be honest. So in a year or two, when we sit here and... and, and, and yeah, am chickens have prov- proverbially come home to roost only uh, well, one of them is going to be right and maybe it's African Bank maybe they're getting very aggressive now maybe the others the Capitex the Bayports the the, the, the big four etc will take those hits further down the line uh, African Bank has, has typically been uh, that their response has usually been on the more aggressive side when writing down write it down get it out the way early if you get something back that's nice it means you know, the worst days of the cycle you might get a little bit back but they've typically been a little more aggressive in that.
0: Space share up almost 2% today at 28.99, but that was before uh, this announcement came out. This announcement coming out after five o'clock after the market closed. Simon vehicle sales up almost 20% in April, but uh, there's the whole Easter holiday effect. We saw a shocking number in March um, and a way better than expected number in April. Overall, they probably even out.
2: they even out. They've actually come out slightly better. So I added the two together, went back and had a look at last year, and we're actually still ahead of the game. And, and, and again, it comes back to what are we seeing from the unsecured lenders and from the retailers? It's really, really tough out there. And then, oddly enough, the car retailers are, are doing spectacularly well. In part, I suspect people delay purchases of cars during those really tough times, uh, 20, 2009, maybe even 2010. There comes a point where your car is starting to rattle more than you can bear and you say, time to upgrade. But I'm surprised that there's confidence enough out there because a car is a particularly confident purchase and that the banks are lending the money, which kind of flies in the face of a lot of what else we're seeing around the consumer space. was a quick one, Bidvest. Uh, we haven't heard from
0: Bidvest or Adcock Ingram for quite some time, but Bidvest now owns almost 35% of Mvelaserv. Now this number was up from 26% a year ago. Mvelaserv owning Pratio Coin, TFMC, which runs all the telecom facilities around the country. King Pie, believe it or not. <laughs> and some uh, cleaning and food services businesses in there. Uh,
2: Miss, Mr. Joffy Scheming, no doubt. <laughs> And, and I mean, I would never be so bold as to say it's easy to read his schemes. It's not. But 35%, he has to make an offer to minorities at the price he paid. He's paused just below. It is not his style. As a rule, there are exceptions, and Comair is one of them. It's not his style to take significant minority stakes in companies. I mean, you look at the synergies. It's just huge sense across both. Of course, the other side of the coin is that uh, the competition commission might say no, but King Pie, not a problem at all. Uh, their, their Protea coin, not a problem at all. The the services to telecom and the like, not a problem. It's a cleaning service, but that's a, a small part of MvelaServe, and maybe they could spin that out or sell it to management or something. It it almost looks too easy to, how oh, this is what's going to happen, and that makes me worried. But it, it seems to be the way it's going.
0: SAFM market update with MoneyWeb. One of the largest property loan stock companies on the JSE, Redefined Properties, out with interim results today. It's part of a sector which has performed spectacularly well over the past 18 to 24 months. Mark Wainer, Chief Executive of Redefined, joins us now. Mark, interim distribution up 7% in the period, 33.7 cents. Your net asset value up 11% to thirty one. A big focus on operating costs and improving the quality of your portfolio, and both of those paying off.
3: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Hilton. Uh, Yeah, 7% is is pleasing, uh, given that we achieved this in a period where we're also rationalising the portfolio, which is diluting. So in line with our peers, uh, we'd have been happier with 8, but difficult times. So uh, for the kind of market and environment we're operating in, very happy. The increase in in NAV, largely as a result of the deconsolidation of redefined International, where we've reduced our holding to just uh, below 50, so we don't have to consolidate. gives us a much simpler and easier balance sheet uh, to understand. And the benefits of the strategy and the restructuring starting to come through.
0: You spoke about the market being tough. Uh, what are operating costs doing in the market and, and how are vacancies looking?
3: Uh, vacancies, look, our vacancies went up by about uh, 1%. That's largely because of two large industrial properties which became vacant. The B-grade office market remains an exceptionally tough market, and I think we'll continue to do so until we see GDP growth up at 3.5% or better. Uh, Industrial market is much better, and uh, we're doing very, very well on retail. Our retail renewals came in at 9% above uh, the comparable period. So uh, retail still strong. Uh, South Africa retailers, notwithstanding uh, debt and unsecured debt and all the rest, really uh, doing better than most other markets
0: over time we've seen the mix of your property portfolio move to a point now where they're almost evenly split a third office a third retail a third industrial is that where you want the portfolio to be
3: no we would like to have a greater emphasis on retail uh, and we're trying to move towards that Uh, that will also change now i think uh, when we announced our strategy 18 months ago one was improving the quality The other one was to exit our holding of high prop, which with our fountainhead acquisition we've used 60% of our high prop units. And the third one was to divest uh, in the main of our government portfolio. And I anticipate within the next couple of weeks we will have signed an agreement in that regard, subject to a whole lot of conditions precedent. But I think early in our new financial year we will be out of that portfolio, and that will make a big, big difference to the quality of our portfolio as well as to our mix
0: That government uh, portfolio, you are selling most of those properties to a BE consortium uh, And as you say, we we should see an announcement uh, at some point in the coming weeks Why the decision to move out of that market?
3: Uh, That decision was taken already uh, 18 months, two years ago Those buildings are predominantly B and C grade buildings in CBDs We have great difficulty with government because uh, we are not in terms of uh, public works BE uh, So we get very short term leases The guys that we're selling to have demonstrated that they are BE and they can get longer leases. And, uh, you know, this is something we've said for a long time. We don't get rates increases payments are not on time, so it's a sector which we want to exit, and we we flagged that 18 months ago.
4: You
0: spoke about that uh, Fountainhead acquisition, 45.6% off Fountainhead, uh, the announcement post the end of this reporting period, you've acquired that for around about 5 billion rand. Now, there has been quite a tussle between yourselves and GrowthPoint for these assets. What is your plan for for Fountainhead? Uh,
3: At the moment, we we control the management company, we're in round figures of 46% unit holder, So for us now, it's get down to to business. Um, Our money is the same as any other shareholder's money. What we're looking to do is add value. When we were invested in in, in high prop 10 or 12 years ago, about 12 years, our initial cost was 8 rand a unit. We played a significant role in adding value to that fund. Shares today are just over 80 rand. Uh, If we can do something uh, similar to Fountainhead's assets, we want to sell off some of the non core properties, focus on the bigger ones, add value, and hopefully increase the earnings per unit distribution, which of course is much more important to us than the fees that we get from the management company, where we're paying half of it anyway.
0: Mark, with the new real estate investment trust or REIT structure coming into play, are you looking at perhaps converting to that structure?
3: REIT absolutely, and uh, we'll do that after our year end. And as far as Fountainhead is concerned, we need to take that to the independent board, but we think ultimately Fountainhead Should convert to a commercial REIT uh, And give up being a Property unit trust which is Really an unwieldy structure
0: Finally your outlook for the next six months
3: Next six months still tough. I think uh, from our Prospects we'll continue we should show Growth similar for our full year Problem with property is you know the Full year is four months away not much more You can do so our focus is Already now on the 2014 year And hopefully it's not a a prospect or a prediction, but I'd like to, us to do a little bit better than, than we've done now.
0: Mark is the Chief Executive of Redefine. 21 minutes after 6 o'clock, my money is brought to you by Capitec Bank.
3: Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply.
0: Simon Brown uh, is still with us. Simon, last week we spoke about compound costs and how those erode the value of any investment in the way that any kind of fee or, or charge would. Uh, one of the more popular questions I'm receiving is, I've got 300 rand a month or I've got 500 rand a month. How can I invest that most effectively without incurring 50, 100, 150 rands worth of charges? Um, If we take a step back, starting an investment portfolio and buying shares, you're not going to get away with less than... 5,000, 7,000, 10,000 Rand As a lump sum to, to invest Without incurring some hefty charges uh,
2: Absolutely Hilton and, and I mean you know 3 to 500 is, is a niche space But and you know, people say it's too small an amount No it's a starting point And, and give that time and, and it's going to be significant As you say if you go to a, an online One of the online uh, uh, brokers And lots of them Even if you go to the cheap ones A 5,000 Rand transaction Is going to cost you A couple of percentage points And, and, and we've talked before How that upfront percentage Hurts so much and that's what you've got to manage down. You're also on the smaller amount, whether you want to go for an individual share or perhaps a, a basket of shares. And I would say if you've only got three or five hundred grand a month initially for at least a year or so, put it into a basket, a, an exchange traded product or something like that to give you that diversification. So you don't end up holding whatever stock and some bad news comes out. It might have been you know, yesterday's and last year's high flyer. But anything can change. And the exchange rate, the, the banks have got, uh, uh, Standard Bank and FNB have both got. And then of course exchange traded uh, funds, which are always a brilliant point to start. Those
0: products you, you mentioned there, Standard Bank and FNB, Standard Bank o- offers something called AutoShare Invest where it buys portions of shares for you as as you put this money in FNB's got two products, share saver and share builder we've looked at both and one looks uh, fairly attractive on the exchange traded fund uh, side of things something like Satrix you can get away with 300 rand a month as little as 300 rand a month in the investment plan, what are the
2: costs involved there? Yeah, so, I mean, you, your 300 Rand would get you the basket of the 40 biggest shares, so you've got great diversification. Um, your costs on on, on entry at Satrix are 0.1%, and these costs are applicable. Uh, most of the uh, exchange credit fund issuers have got investment plans, kind charge you broadly the same. 0.1% upfront fee, a 3.50 uh, debit fee, and then that's your fee. Then there's an annual management fee, of course, as they hold it. There's an internal fee within the fund, and those are typically running at at, at, at uh, maybe uh, 0.4% or something. That's the management fee of the fund. The investment plan will then have a fee, which at the upside is about 0.65, uh, scaling down depending on on the size. So you're going to get away with uh, your, your upfront in your first year It's going to cost you a little over one percent, uh, and then going on year by year uh, about a one percent for that fund, obviously as it grows. Rand value increases The point is You've got in, in, in a, 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 a solid investment And you're not paying Absolutely humongous amounts That are, that are really onerous against you so on
0: 3,600 rand, if you are doing the 300 rand a month on, on a Satrix or equivalent ETF, that's going to work out to 3,600 rand across the year. You're not going to lose too much
2: of that f- f- with fees. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you're going to have invested, I mean, 99% of it over, over the course of that year, and that's one of the key things, particularly with a, with, with an upfront, and a lot of that is actually not upfront. You, you invest 300 rand. If there's a 1% fee, you actually only put in uh, 297. In the case of Satrix, there's a 0.1% fee plus 3 Rand 50 so you're almost putting in 296 Rand into the investment. You're starting on that front foot. And then every uh, six months as they do their reporting and, and, and report back to you, then they charge you essentially the investment plan fee. Now you can buy exchange-traded funds uh, via either the, the Standard Bank or the F&B or, that we mentioned or any other online broker, but you're, you're, you might save on, on, on the annual fee, but you're going to get significantly hurt. You get a traditional stockbroker and you do a 300-round transaction, you're going to pay 60 bucks in costs. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could
3: earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed, and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitechbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitech Bank.
2: Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication.
0: 26 after 6 while our upper echelon feature returns as of this evening it uh, will now run fortnightly so every second Thursday here on the market update we'll hear from business leaders from around the country our guest this evening Asha Bobot, Chief Executive of EAH we spoke in the interview which is up on moneyweb.co today as well as on our apps we spoke about luck in business we spoke about motivation skills the balance between work and and the rest of your life why the company has never bet the farm on new technologies this is a company that started in the late, 90, late 90s rather, uh, the first customer that Asher managed to sign up was his employer at the time which was PG Bison They started off with 20 staff in 1998 and now over 6,000 staff uh, working at EOH Asher was born in Morocco, raised in Israel, came to South Africa in his late 20s as an industrial engineer by training. In this highlight I asked him what about his background he thinks has helped to build EOH into the success that it has been.
4: Probably a lot to do with the, the, the word experience. I think, uh, and we see it often in, in startups, etc., that you have young people with great ideas starting great businesses, etc., uh, and often at a certain size of the business, uh, the need for understanding how larger corporations, larger businesses function is kind of uh, in short supply and people uh, stumble. Uh, what happened in, in my case and just fortunate is that uh, I was in large business I did run manufacturing uh, etc factories and, uh, and as such that experience uh, kind of uh, uh, that I brought with me uh, I, had, I had it in me that when the business will grow i will know how how uh, large business function what are the the drivers of of large business uh, what are the processes that required what are the different functions how does it work how does money work how does the human capital work and i think it did uh, that experience uh, did uh, i did use it um, i must have used it in in the growth of of uh but uh, i think uh, probably the one experience that i brought with me is uh, not to be scared to, to hire people who are better than you. Yeah, so you get the best people, and it's still one of the philosophies of the of OH, uh, get uh, the best people you can get, and if they are better than you, it's even better, and give them the space to, to, to function, to operate, give them the, the freedom to do. They, they, uh, if they are good people, then never never disappoint. <laughs> That's what my experience if they're not, that they might. But if you give space to good people, they will usually, usually come, uh, come true and uh, and and deliver. And that's what the UH today is about. You get a lot of great people. Uh, we try and push responsibilities as low well as possible in the, in the business. Uh, give people the space. And the UH today is probably uh, what I will call uh, uh, made up of.
2: Uh, corporate uh, entrepreneurs uh is